I won't spend a long time because I know you've had a long day, I'm sure. And uh, so we'll try to we'll try to be finished in about 30 minutes with what I what I'm asking uh, for. Um, as you may know, I'm going to be in Greece in a few weeks for the uh, CMDE, uh, CME program there. And I'm doing I'm doing a workshop on uh, medical education as as M work, and uh, and sort of specifically how that strategy can be used for the larger uh, purposes that we that we want in a in a in a location. So what I've been doing is is just kind of getting a quick interview with some of our directors so that I can share your wisdom and kind of your successes and maybe also mistakes and other pieces of advice that maybe you would have. The audience in Greece is mostly African, although there will be people from all over the world, and many of them are doing either hospital medicine, uh, clinic medicine, and, you know, the medical need in many of these places is overwhelming. And so they, it's hard for them to think of education being, you know, one more thing for them to do. And so uh, anyway, so rather than me come up with, hey, these are Chris Place's ideas, I thought I would ask, you know, you, you guys that are out doing the work for, uh, for your wisdom on this. And so I have interviewed... Um, Oh, several are director in Cambodia and in Papua New Guinea and in the Horn. And then I've asked, of course, Chris Jenkins and Warren, because they've kind of been outside of one system and seen a lot of other systems. <clears throat> and so they've given some input. And so that's kind of the purpose of this. Um, you know, and so don't don't feel like you don't have anything to say. Even if you tell me the same things that other people are saying, it will just reinforce that. And each time someone has come up with something that, you know, no one else has sort of said. So it's been very interesting uh, to, to do this process. Um, with that said, I want to get your permission or not. And it's absolutely okay if you say no, but we... Uh, there are various uh, levels of, of how we will use this information. So for one of our directors, she did not want this uh, to be recorded or posted anywhere or her name used or her location used, but really only just to paraphrase her words, and that's fine, and that's what I will do. But then one of our directors, uh, you know, Mark and PNG was he was sort of like, Hey, you can record me and put it on a podcast and put my name and my phone number and everything. <laughs> you know, he's like totally wide open. So we're we want to be sensitive though to you and and your context. So you tell me how you want this information to be used or not, and I'll do I'll do whatever you say. So so let's let's cover that maybe first. What do you think? No, I think it can be pretty open. I mean, it's in English and. I don't think it's, um, I mean, it's not going to put us into any danger, you know, what else, I mean, what can they do to us? Just put, put us in prison. That's it. You know, not much. <laughs> um, yeah, no, just kidding. Yeah. Uh, uh, they can't deport us. Uh, yeah. no, I think, yeah, no, because you're going to be reporting it to, uh, to like-minded people. Right. It's going to be in English. So I don't think, 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, if 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 you wanted to publish it, uh, you know, in Kazakhstan, that would be a different ball game. Yeah. Like in Russian or Kazakh, then. Yeah. That, that wouldn't be appropriate. Yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah. no, yeah, I mean, feel free to. I mean, just yeah. Okay. I mean, record it or. I, yeah, I just you know I've been learning everything from you and asking you questions over the years because you <laughs> lived in Macau. So yeah, I'm just wondering why yeah. can I? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. just trying to trying to do what Image taught us and what you taught us and Matt and yeah yeah but uh, but I'm happy to talk and it's yeah. just good to be in touch with you yeah. Yeah. So I basically have about three or four just simple questions, and I may have I think I sent these to you ahead. If not, they're very simple. You can you can just. Uh, uh, answer pretty easily, I think. And and the first is, uh, how how do you see medical education um, being used or being important in the larger purpose, the the let's say the E and D work uh, there in your location. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> in a, in in our case. Uh, we, we don't have overwhelming medical needs, but the quality of education is low. So, the, so therefore, I think improving the quality of doctors attractions. Mm. And, uh, um, but since we're hiring Christian doctors and uh, helping them to be discipled and get kind of a firmer grip on the gospel and understanding of, of a big picture. So we believe that when graduates finish our program, that they're more solid, not only in their medical skills, but also love of God and how they can use their profession. Mm. And also because the Christian church is young here, most people see ministry as doing something on Sunday at church. Yeah. And, and I think we're trying to tell them that they can glorify the Lord through their trade, through their profession. In our case, it's medicine, mm -hmm. which is surprisingly very revolutionary. Mm. I believe that they can also, after they, you know, even finish and go to other clinics or other regions or even outside, people mm -hmm. to pursue glorifying God through their profession. Mm -hmm. I believe they, they become as a result of medical education, they become much better professionals and, and that uh, patients gain trust mm. to them and therefore come to them more often and trust their advice. And then are ready to listen to or prayer or even presentation mm -hmm. and um, yeah and uh, and I think just be, because and then another thing so medical education because medical education in our case in our context involves this very intimate time for for like three three years mm -hmm. so I think it's a very very focused discipleship mm. again in country in a place where church is young and where churches actually lack discipleship so it's maybe where even supplementing their growth in christ mm -hmm. but it's combined with 
we've given them a profession they actually can make money after they finish with us so even if they stay with us they can feed their families they can feed themselves i know i'm i'm i'm, I'm saying many things chris are mm. you following yeah absolutely this is great so, i mean it's because it's like there are like ripple effects through mm. everything yeah um big but the, but because the original need is to do medical education and because you invite Christians and because your curriculum is both medical and spiritual, mm-hmm. so at the end, obviously, the goal is that they, they're better doctors and, and they love Jesus more. Yeah. And therefore, they can affect the people in Kazakhstan or in Central Asia, I think, more effectively. Yeah. Just because they... Uh, I mean, they're, they're, I think they're more stable in their faith and they can withstand uh, persecution, but also they're stable because they've got a very clear position in the society as doctors. Mm. And because they were trained, and let's say in our case, we say we're trying to pursue international standards, people see it and therefore and then, and there is like this trust okay like he's a good professional mm-hmm. and if he can be trusted there if he says something spiritual maybe we can trust him too so mm-hmm. i don't know am i making sense absolutely that's that's, uh, that's what i would like to see and i think it's happening yeah um yeah that's that's excellent because i can see how insecure people are when they come to us mm-hmm both in, in their medical skills and in spirit, spirituality. A, very, very, a lot of them are just baby Christians. Mm-hmm. And, and, and kind of by the time they finish, they feel more established. So I don't know. So what's what would be the answer? I guess you're trying to persuade people in Africa that this is good. I guess what are, <laughs> your, what are you trying to answer by asking this question? Yeah, I think, I think we find in settings where we have, uh, let's say we recruit believing young medical students, let's say, who want to do postgraduate training in a clinic or a hospital, uh, what we find is there's a real dichotomy between their spiritual lives, as you said, on Sunday, and their professional lives Monday through Friday or Saturday, you know, and so... And so I agree with you. I think the medical education piece gives uh, an integration of their faith and their practice in a way that they've never seen before, you know, because the, the academic and the professional side of life in many of these places is a very separate from the personal slash spiritual side of life. And I think... Like even in, even at, Christ, even at Christian hospitals in Africa? I, I think so. I mean, I, I having not worked in those settings before, I just know the tendency of even human beings, you know, of sort of dichotomizing the spiritual from the, from the secular or, the, or the, even the professional. And so I think... I think like what you're saying, when we, when we couple the educational piece in medicine with the discipleship piece in, in faith issues, it's just revolutionary for many of our, of our learners. You know, they've never seen someone live their faith, you know, in the clinic or in the hospital, maybe to, to that, to that degree. Um, and perhaps it's different in, in, a, in a place like Africa where there's a, a real heritage of Christianity uh, or at least religious yeah. Christianity, you know. But, 
but I do think there's a but lack. Maybe there is a lack of discipleship in those nations too. Yeah, yeah. So, so what what happens in like even that image or even that smaller place like ours, this intimacy is inevitable. Yeah. Uh, be, because you spend so much time with these residents, and I think if uh, if mentors love God, they will. Uh, so that mentors and know what the mission is. They know that they're responsible to help these people to grow in Christ. Yeah. And we have a spiritual curriculum mm-hmm. and we involve many, many other people. Yeah. To share what makes them tick when they, so they spend time with the residents. We've got one past separate a Christian psychologist that, that, that has actually written a three-year curri- spiritual curriculum plan to cover some basic, I mean, major things in, I mean, in knowing the Bible and knowing the missions and yeah, and how to lead a Bible study. So that's intentional on yeah. top of just spending time with other Christians. Yeah, so. that's great. That's that's good stuff. A very intentional place of discipleship, because even in Africa we see like why corruption is so prevalent. Why I mean I mean we spent some time in Kenya, Irina and I, and we were surprised. There are churches are everywhere, but it doesn't seem to change the society. Mm. So 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 maybe this is one one effort where. Like for three years, this is like intense, both yes. professionally, but also spiritually. And again, and, and, and as you said, to minimize the economy that it's together. I mean, through medicine, you glorify God yeah. through your good work. And but also by yeah, building trust and by planting faith flags. I mean, there are opportunities yeah. to mention something about God. Like in our case, it's a Muslim culture. Boy, you can't just pray for them right away. Yeah. Or I mean, in some cases, I mean, it depends. So we, we pray to the Holy Spirit to, uh, to help us, but some people can be put off, but if they keep coming, and, and also the good thing about the family medicine, Chris, as you know, they keep coming back to you. Yeah, So right. they kind of like you, and yeah. then they say, well, we, we like your wife, or we've seen your kids on Instagram, and, uh-huh. you know, and they, you know, and, yeah. and, then, and then you can just build on that. Right. And that's, that's with patience, sorry, that's, I, I, I went into patience, but I think if, if residents could see that, yes, if, if yeah. Then, then, then it almost like affects everything all around you. Right. And uh, and maybe it helps the family. If they're married, their spouses can see that they're growing spiritually. Yeah. Because there's something intentional. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, that they almost like go. That they they need to go through. They need to attend this conference. So they, uh, or they, you know, somebody specifically comes to share something from the Bible with them. Yeah, I, I think in our case, what's what's pretty cool is that missionaries come because a lot of our believers they they don't see the big picture. Mm-hmm. And one thing that was also interesting, Chris, three years ago I took, or maybe four years ago, I took one of our residents to Thailand. Yeah. And he was just blown away mm. when he saw what Christian doctors were doing everywhere else in the world, and I assumed he knew. Because, I mean, we had Christian doctors visiting us, and mm. I took it for granted. But, I mean, I mean, I knew what was happening worldwide. 
Yeah. But people here don't know, and it's like when they know, but it's uh, you know yeah. when they find out, they think it's. Uh, so I, I I know it just creates this special environment where, I mean, God, God can be present. And, yeah. And, and it's just growth opportunities in, in so many ways. Yeah. Uh, that's great, and it, and I guess what I want what I want our audience to hear is is this is not this theoretical, right? So this has been lived out in your experience, in your, in your country, in your context. And that's what, you know, because I think sometimes we go to conferences and we, and we talk about, oh, these are the strategies we're going to use, you know, discipleship and sharing life and mentoring and those kinds of things. And, and we talk about them. But I, what I want yeah. folks to hear is that this, this has now been reproduced in multiple parts of the world and uh, and in many different contexts, and it it sort of makes sense, doesn't it? Because it's actually the way Jesus did it, right? It's exactly what he did with his disciples. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, that's that's really good, Sasha. So, um, yeah. The next the next one. Um, so I want to know, and and some of this you've already alluded to, but but what what have you done, or what are what are some things there? that you are proud of or you or you feel like have been successful. They've been very positive, successful things that you put in place in the medical education uh process there in Almaty. What do you what do you feel like have been your successes? Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Well we're still here, right? We're still <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I, I well I mean it's I mean, outside of medical education, I'm actually proud that we're financially independent as the clinic, you mm-hmm. know, and that we're we're profitable. Mm-hmm. So I think in the context of Kazakhstan, that a medical education is done at a self-sufficient place. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's one thing, kind of from the business model point of view. Mm-hmm. And and very often, we you know we can subsidize our residents. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a you know, we, we still like to raise support for mm-hmm. residents' salaries, mm-hmm. but let's say, but we've we've had so many periods over the last 12 years when there was no support from U.S., mm-hmm. and the clinic was able to subsidize training. Mm. So I think I'm, I'm kind of proud that there is a system in, in which patients actually paying to see residents, mm-hmm. And in our case, these residents don't know much, but still, kind of that that system work is is is, is able to put in place. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know. Maybe it would be encouraging to some people in Africa that you can, yeah. And you know, our family is on support, mm-hmm. but now thinking that even if we leave, like that kind of the next director, he will be on a salary, and the clinic can survive. Mm-hmm. So even if we take myself out and arena out it will it will keep going yeah so that's kind of the business i mean kind of the setting where education takes place yeah so but um with uh with education itself oh i mean nothing new i mean i was just uh, uh talking to one one of our graduates and i asked him like over like three years what was most helpful to you and he said it's like shadowing attending physicians in the very beginning of like for like two or three months mm-hmm. she said like shadowing and see how other people see patients yeah 
Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, you see, Chris, I'm just trying to see, like, the proud, that, that you mean, like, that that's different from image or from other places? I'm just trying to grasp that, that question. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm happy we're able to get some Christian residents mm-hmm. and... And that we're actually able to see what's what's another unique thing I think within our case, Chris, mm-hmm. and with education. When we take our residents, very very often they're like high school students. Yeah. So we consider them not even attending medical school. Mm. So very often what we give them, we give them a crash course in medical school mm-hmm. and, and, and and then supervise them. Which is very different from Maybe places like Egypt, where maybe medical schools are good and they in English, or like in the U.S., where medical school education is uh, pretty much standardized. Yeah. So here, either students they sat through the lectures only and was classroom-based learning, uh-huh. no practical experience, mm-hmm. or some of our residents were out of medicines for fifteen or twenty years, so they completely mm. forgot everything. Yeah. And we need to start from scratch. I think, okay, so what I'm proud of, we can give an opportunity to doctors who left medicine mm. for a variety of reasons, let's mm. say 10, 15, 12, or 20, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And now they want to come back to medicine, but no other clinic will accept them. Mm. But we provide this caring environment for them that where can they can go back to medicine and they will help somebody in the next room committed to them like a, like a preceptor yeah so i think i'm i guess i'm proud of that mm-hmm. and especially i mean for our christian brothers and sisters yeah that maybe 20 years ago because they were making only 30 dollars a month they couldn't support their family in medicine yeah and they left so i think it's just that we're able to create that environment and um mm-hmm. um yeah, I think um, I think that's a huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah, that's a I'm huge success. That's, uh, like our yeah. graduates, you know, they they saw what we did, and a lot of them, you know, they they stay as faculty and they volunteer the, as preceptors, even though they could be making money seeing patients. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. So that's kind of t- training others yeah. to do what you did, and hopefully they will train uh, the next generation. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's um, great. That's good, Sasha. I mean, I think, I think you, you need to celebrate that, uh, that specific one you just mentioned, which is keeping people who have a passion and a vision and a calling to medicine. And especially if they're to medical ministry, even if it's in a tiny, a tiny form in their lives, you know, a lot of them, uh, have given up on that, you know, and gone back to like, I can remember China, you know, these guys would be out selling cell phones or, you know, driving a taxi yes. or something. And, and uh, we would bring them back in and to see the that little tiny flame of kind of passion for medicine. And they're, you know, they're brilliant, uh, and very passionate people. And so, you know, don't, don't downplay that success because that's a huge success. Even if that happens for one or two people, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty remarkable to, to have a place for them to come and train and, and, uh, and to, to pursue what God's plan is for their lives. So, 
Yeah, so congratulations on doing that. That's an amazing success to celebrate, for sure. I mean, we're proud that we're able to pay them salaries that are above market value. Yeah. Um, and Chris, let me change uh, my kids up. Okay. Uh, just let me quickly. That's Arena. Hey, Chris. Yeah, Hi, Arena. Hey, how is it going? Good. It's good to hear your voice. Getting ready to go to Greece, yeah. I mean, you've, and that's a big hug for me. <laughs> I will. Successfully relocated. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so, so in our case, it's just many things. It's uh, uh, doing business in this uh, corrupt environment and, and actually doing education. And we're also affecting other clinics, I think. when, Like today, we had a doctor who came from West Kazakhstan just to actually... T- to learn what family medicine is like oh. and she's supposed to train family doctors in west kazakhstan in a city called uh Aktubea, and she's got no idea she's a former anesthesiologist huh. and so she spent a day and i think she was just i mean she had her jaw open just to see <laughs> i mean what a family doctor can do and that we've got this training component built in yeah that residents have a, a preceptor yeah. you know somebody who's like committed to them that day mm. And, uh, yeah, just the whole interaction, I think, was... So I think we're able to, because of education, I think we're influencing the system around us, you know. Yeah, for sure. Other professionals, I mean, not not even Christians see that. Yeah. Uh, I I think for some other, yeah, I think maybe for even other Christian businesses or churches that, you know, just to see that we're intentional mm. with discipleship and education. I don't know, Chris. Yeah. So the, those would be probably that's great. Some things. So <clears throat> that's good. Um, let's let's move uh, to our kind of our our next and sort of final question. The uh, the struggles or the things that perhaps didn't go quite the way that you had planned or thought. Maybe the disappointments, and then like any sort of advice that you might give to someone who's, you know, who's considering doing this kind of thing in their context? Um, what do you, what do you have to, to share in those areas? Yeah. So kind of the biggest disappointment for us is to find Christian resident. I mean, not just disappointment, difficulty, that would be the right word. Yeah. Uh, because we live in a country with, uh, with a small Kind of countrywide church and few um, few Christian doc, not not many Christian doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and there there were periods when we had no residents, um, uh, but the the encouragement would be somehow God uh, God identifies them, mm-hmm. and in our case, it's always by the word of mouth, mm-hmm. and the encouragement would be that. You know, because they love Jesus, you know, they're committed and their work ethics is great. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's, uh, we, we, it's difficult for us to plan mm-hmm. uh, whether we'll have a next batch or how many residents we'll have. And so, so kind of budgeting and planning is difficult. Mm-hmm. Another difficulty is having preceptors. Because. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know we we don't always have foreign doctors present like you know right mm-hmm. now Stephanie's here mm-hmm. and uh, 
the graduates you know they they need to see patients to survive mm-hmm. um but um but that's so the, those would be ch- the challenges yeah necessarily want to work as preceptors they feel not confident enough yeah irina is adding that some graduates don't 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 feel very passionate about teaching the new mm-hmm. residents yeah. or they don't they don't, they don't feel confident yeah. Um, they feel still yeah yeah some of them don't feel confident and they need need uh encouragement yeah uh boom and that also yeah another yeah another difficulty is uh that the selection process is difficult because we've got some so few christian doctors uh-huh. we won't take anybody who comes our way <laughs> yeah and uh, and there was one case when we had trouble with one resident and had to say goodbye but i know even at the image though you know even though you can't select you still have trouble with yeah. residents sure. so but, but initially we were very disappointed mm. um so that's that so christian residence is not always a guarantee that there would be Sorry, Irina, what's that? Like having business training to run to run a business, like having a board is nice, mm, but yeah, if it's a good board, um, you know, of people who can advise you business wise how to. I think Chris is asking more, more about education, medical education. Yeah, Irina just added on the business side. It's just the, the, the lots of disappointments and 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 difficulties running it business yeah just because you know nobody tells you how to run business in medical school or the <laughs> image we all we also didn't learn it and now yeah. we need to run the business and make it survive and yeah so i think some mistakes there and mm. or i mean some urgency so that's kind of comes together but again maybe in africa some of the people will be working in, in subsidized clinics or hospitals so maybe that's not uh, not even the issue yeah. Uh, but I think if it's a, but if it's in a private setting, this is also cool because everybody needs yeah. to make it work. Yeah, you know? for sure. Absolutely. So residents need to see patients and yeah. their attendings. Otherwise, the whole thing will fail. Right. So I think this is a good incentive too. Yeah, I agree. Um, so another, well, disappointment that's not connected directly with with uh, medical education, but as I said, because we're discipling people. And I think initially you asked the question, for what's the impact for the kind of the wider evangelism and discipleship yeah like in our case in kazakhstan we wanted to establish the churches right mm-hmm. and you know okay you want to help doctors to gain confidence in faith but what's the, what's the ultimate result is that they can share the gospel with patients or their friends mm-hmm. and bring them to church and because there are not many churches around we 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 try to work with, with house churches or or plant house churches mm-hmm. and and because we're in the medical setting a lot of people in the house churches end up being doctors or residents mm-hmm. or people who just work at the clinic you know administrators or somebody else yeah so 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 in a way that that was part of the encouraging thing in Chile that um uh, you know residents had a, a you know a christian home like a church and that they could also bring their patients to the house church mm-hmm. but the discouragement was that it's it's not always organic i guess i mean yeah. it's like the reproduction or reproducibility of that model is not easy yeah um 
as as we hoped, as you said, the Gugoda conference, you hear some some topic and you think, is it theoretical? Is it practical? So for us, how house church was a theoretical concept, and we try to see would it work in practice, mm-hmm. and that that's turned uh, out to be difficult. And that, that but that was also part of the what we were doing at the clinic because ultimately we wanted some churches being planted as a result or as as patients get exposed to the gospel where would they go Mm. you know Mm. and in our context because a lot of them have muslim background they might not go to maybe big churches established by m workers yeah and then so that was kind of another add-on but maybe there will be encouraging for some african missionaries to hear that medical education leads to some church establishment i don't know maybe yeah. it's too much i don't know no, but no, in no, our no. case we wanted we wanted it to be holistic yeah as, uh, yeah That's... uh and, and 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 yeah for for some pa- for patients to 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 come to some church home that would be not threatening mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, and also some of our some of our residents who are Christians and who became Christians, let's say, through us when they were medical students and who were who didn't grow up in a church or didn't even attend uh, like a Protestant church, then they also had a place to go, uh-huh. which in our case is a house church. But but making them multiply and mm. and grow that's that's a challenge. Yeah. So I think that would be, the, I mean, part of it, partly disappointment. But I mean, some things are encouraging. Yeah, that's great. That's good. That's good. Thank you. Thank you for that, Sasha. So, so we're right at about thirty-five minutes here, and I want to wrap up um, with you guys and you, or Arena. Just um, what kinds of advice would you give if you were if you were just starting off? Um, you know, what, what sort of pearls or advice could you give to someone who, who is looking at maybe adding medical education to their, to their clinic or their hospital context? Do you have any, any good pearls or advice you could share with them? Okay, Irina. Irina is sitting next to me. I think it's, uh, about somebody, I think, I think Chris, it's, it's just, I, it's super satisfying. I think when you when you teach someone and when somebody learns it from you, like you teach somebody to, to do a procedure and then they do that procedure themselves, like I feel like mm. like I've done something. Mm. Or also I think when you teach, you learn things. I think when you do a lecture, you kind of get a better grip of that topic. Mm-hmm. And maybe the same thing with discipleship. When you disciple someone, you become a, a stronger Christian. Mm. Uh, you know, I always feel elated, like after I spend time with a resident or even somebody from church. And if it's in the discipleship context, you feel like life, life is not wasted. Mm. I don't know. That's about kind of any education, so spiritual or medical. Yeah. And I think, but I think also I feel that maybe medical education is truly making a lasting difference in a country mm. because people are all will always be sick and you can just spend all your time just treating them yeah that's maybe one thing which is a good thing but i think when you produce some quality doctors who are also solid christians mm. that 
that that that's a real change and a long long term presence mm-hmm. that that would be like a kind of an oak planted mm-hmm. that would I think affect and that I think happens through education through intention intentionality you know of medical education and spiritual education yeah. and I think even if like we leave Kazakhstan and there are like you know maybe five or six of these graduates that are loving the Lord as a result of their time and and they're much much better doctors mm-hmm. then I think it's like you you feel like wow what advice can you give? what advice what advice I think it's mm-hmm. well so the advice is I think is that doing medical education is satisfying to yourself <laughs> well uh, advice okay Irina give advice I guess I'm not giving advice uh, well well I think ask them maybe uh, did you enjoy medical residency in the states I'd say having a team is important you know starting it oh team. advice has to start that in yeah, that context you know, like you know having having a good team Mm-hmm. having another family having another... several families you know that you can mm-hmm. you know minister with mm-hmm. and like you know doing it alone mm. i'm not sure if anybody's suicidal enough to, to do it alone <laughs> if they do maybe discourage them from that because it can be exhausting yeah and, and uh you know just sharing a burden yeah um it's good start small and be faithful yes yeah, you know it's like you know it's ambitions sometimes run ahead of people having and, one resident is enough yeah like you know <laughs> yeah. like seriously we started the house church you know it was just us another expat family that left for furlough for a long time and another local family that was it mm. and it, it had grown you know just being consistent not getting discouraged and just you know being there being present and yeah. not being afraid of starting small and God God will bring everything needed wow but also another encouragement yeah. Chris is like everything that you, that I think dr. Crouch was doing is helping doctors uh, to become missionaries because when they when you as Americans go overseas you are welcome because you're doctors and if you're equipped to share the gospel and you know, even to create a spiritual community, then, then the kingdom will grow and say maybe for these African people mm-hmm. is that, yeah, they will train. I mean, maybe they work with these Christian African doctors, but if they equip them mm. to be better doctors, but also that they can just even go to a different setting, a different region or a different country. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, be, uh, yeah, respected for their profession, but also, you know, influence people for the gospel, then, then will be, yeah, it's amazing. I think an effective impact, like an impact for, that's great. Well, Hey guys, um, I do want to, I want to be respectful of your time and, and, uh, and we've gotten a ton of just wonderful, great information and great, uh, insight and wisdom and advice even here at the end. And I love what you said, Irina, especially to start small and be faithful. Um, and I think that would be my my thing to echo, you know, just, just hearing from the Lord and remembering that, you know, faith is a, is a mustard seed, right? I mean, that's the reason Jesus, I think, uses that example, because we do tend to think 
of of gigantic big programs and ideas and curriculum and things that we can do and and Jesus uh always brings us back to you know the the one person across from us the one patient the one resident um and and just being faithful so thank you for reminding us of that arena that's that's amazing I think that's that's Sasha's gifting, you know, he's just staying faithful, you know, and even if nobody shows up, he's there, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It's that's it's what great. makes him successful, you know, that's it's not an advice, it's an observation, you know, yeah. that's what yeah. made everything happen. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Chris, you're very humble because I mean we've been learning from you and you you you've gone through that, but mm-hmm. thank you for giving us a chance to reflect on what we're doing. You bet, uh, you bet. And like I said, we will we'll be praying for you. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll share this. Uh, we will probably post this, uh, the audio itself, maybe to the uh, to the image podcast for the residents to to be able to hear you guys, um, to hear your heart, and to hear. Uh, what the Lord has done through you there in Kazakhstan.